Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God, we want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. Welcome post-Sunday podcasters. It's that time of the week again. Hopefully your favorite time of the week where we get to come with you and to you wherever you are by audio and video with the post-Sunday podcast. I am the host, the captain, and the king of the show for the moment with my co-host, Johnny Fuego. How's it going? I'm good, man. I, I, I need you to bring this same energy when you're on this side of the seat. <laughs> I, I don't get to bring the same energy because I don't get to launch the show. You just you jealous. Do. I got a cup holder on that side and you don't. And, and plus, he loves the switcher uh, thingy that we have going on there. So yeah, I get I get to toggle control. the uh, <laughs> I get to toggle the video while we're sitting here. So we are back again with episode forty two, which means that we only have ten left after this. That's insane, bro. As we finish out the year for all of you. And so hopefully you've been tracking with us. If not, you can always go back and catch any of them. The Post Sunny Podcast is an extension of Genesis Church located in East Orlando, Florida. I am the lead pastor. Johnny's one of the pastors on staff. And this is an opportunity for us to be able to open the very word of God and help you see it, understand it, explain it, discover it, walk it out in a whole different way. That's been the goal since day one, and we have seen it grow and expand uh, beyond our imagination within less than a year. What have you been thinking about that? It's crazy. Uh, when you put it in numbers terms, like I said, I think I said it last week, it just makes the year so fast. You're not kidding. <laughs> ten, You're not kidding. 10 episodes remaining till the year is complete. It's crazy, man. I tell you, this is better than any seminary you're gonna get out there man and it's free it's free it don't cost you a dollar and if we were to go back and look at how we began this thing in the room and we had wires and cameras and stands and people and lights and just trying to figure it all out yeah because we really didn't know how we were going to do this how it was going to look how it was going to come across and what we we were really focusing on was something as an extension for our church which it is yeah it has already morphed and grown into something so much more because we have people all around the country and around the world that are watching and listening and emailing us and giving questions and using this on a weekly basis because really you can take the stories that we're learning even in our church and you can read them by yourself during the week. And what our goal and our desire has been is to help you see them in a refreshing new way. Yeah. Take it as a Bible study, man. If you got a group of people in your community that you can share these these teachings with, man, this is this is will be a, a great start for you. Uh, but we're, we're we're that's what we do, man. We 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 are called to make disciples, and uh, we're doing that in the best way that we possibly can. I'm just excited to see the evolution of this pod, man. 
and how great it's it's just been. A lot of reviews. Uh, I, I would I would say, man, if you guys really you know to really get this passed down, because I mean our goal is for people to listen, but you know what's the next step as well beyond that. And so I think the first step for many people is just go out and and leave a review, share this as as much as you can on all different platforms that we have it available for you, and that's gonna get the word spread out. And uh, and that is what it is yeah. to be a disciple um, in one way. And, uh, and that's, yeah, that's what we're yeah, I mean, about it's, a, it's a minute way. It and, is. It, and it's just that opportunity to get this out there. Exactly. You know, so when there is something that's posted, you hit that like button, you hit that heart, you hit whatever it is. It helps it just continue to show up exactly. in people's feeds so that they can hear it. Or you can hit that share button yeah. and you can share that reel or you can share that, that quote or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, let's, let's be real though. The reason for this is so that people truly can learn the word of God. And we don't claim to be complete experts. We ourselves are growing disciples of Jesus. So we are not masters of it. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus said we can be like our master, right. right, as yeah. disciples. And so we are studying and we are learning and we are absorbing as much as we possibly can so that we can extend that to our listeners and our viewers because the Bible's hard. And it's difficult and it's not easy. And you are on that side of the table today because only means one you were in the saddle on Sunday at Genesis Let's Church, go. which I love because, uh, A, I get a week to just kind of yeah. catch my breath after the last two weeks, you yeah. know, of, of coming with the content. It allows me to also fill back up to come into the next week, right? Yeah. This coming Sunday with where we're going next in the book of Acts, but also your ability to teach, your desire to teach, your heart to teach, yeah. your joy to teach it, has man. been growing and developing when you first arrived at Genesis three years ago, but now even so much more this year with the pod and everything. And yeah, so it's been I, uh, I shocked you when I told you, hey, listen, I'm just not here to sing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, good. You were like, me. whoa, what? Yeah, maybe I'll sing some Sundays. And, and I'm at the point now this year. I can't even remember how many times I've talked. Like it's it's probably like four or five, uh, yeah, and it's been it's been fantastic. Uh, I purposely did not. Yeah, and she'll listen, but I didn't tell my wife that I was speaking this weekend. She kind of knew I was going to be doing something in October. Um, but I, I, I noticed that, uh, you know, she sees a little difference in me. I don't know if that's that's something that you've been doing it for so long. So it's kind of you guys are all used to it. But she sees a little difference in me when I'm when it's the week of teaching. And so I uh, yeah, I, I'm trying, though, to not show anything like I'm everything. Nothing changes like I'm trying to, you know, the week get the schedule with the kids, with everything. I'm trying to make sure that everything is the same. And I've, I've had a lot of prep. That's the beauty of, of this year. We've been in prayer and we started the year knowing where we were going to go. And, uh, and it's been a very helpful uh, opportunity for me to, to be able to uh, know where we're going and be able to prepare myself with enough time. Uh, and I'm surrounded around some legends, man. So I gotta, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled. I'm, I'm, I'm the Talmudim around here learning we'll talk from about that in a little from, bit. Yeah. From, from my rabbis and they're doing great, man. I, I love it. I love it. I'm just, it's, it's a great environment that I'm in. Yeah. If I'm not growing to this level, I probably, I, I should, I should have red flags because this is such a, it's, it's a new, there's so much nutrients in, in our atmosphere 
here at Genesis Church uh, with our staff, with where we in ministry center. If you're not growing, man, I, I don't yeah. know where else you could find. <laughs> you yep. know, and growth, I think what you were but. saying is, is that, you know, some people are like, what do you do as a pastor all week? Right. That's always the infamous oh question. Gosh, yeah. And beyond all of the just structural administrative stuff that has to happen, the amount of time we're called to, to not only grow spiritually for the betterment of ourselves, right? Yet also help shepherd people. So that study time, that learning time, like you said, when you're, when you're getting ready to preach the weight of God, I'm getting ready to open up your word and shepherd people with it. I want to make sure I uphold it with holiness and sacredness. You know, last week, as I said, I got away for a full day of fasting and prayer just because I knew where it was taking us. So yes, some weeks, maybe I don't, I don't, uh, navigate differently within my schedule because I've done it for so long. It's all part of it. Other weeks I have to make adjustments and my wife will realize she'll start saying things like, what are you preaching Mm, this this week? Like, like I I can tell that you're, you're carrying something different or or why do you need to get away? What are you going to be talking about? So she sees it. And like you said, our, our spouses pick up on, we carry this weight because we care about God's word and the, the life that it brings to people. And we want to make sure that we're not getting in the way of that. And so often pastors and preachers can, they can get in the way of it. And, and, and that's always my prayer is God. I got to get out of the way of it. I want to know as much of it as I can to present it and then let your Holy spirit take it from there and do your work. And I don't want to mess that up. Right. So uh, that's part of what we do here and, and and where we keep, try to keep our focus. Uh, We're not perfect with that. Um, just for all of our listeners and, and viewers. But before we move on. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Shout out to my team. Let's they, go. They, they help me do this. They do. Without without their ability to just lead the way that they do, ex- yep. receive their calling to the next level. Uh, I wouldn't have this opportunity because then that, 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 you know, that would be a little bit more heavier on me. Yeah. Um, not that it isn't, but they, they carry it well. So shout out to, to the team production, uh, band, everybody, man, you guys, you guys are the true MVPs. Let's go. Let's go. So every week we have a segment that got implemented because of the people all across the country listening and watching. We call the PSPQ, the post Sunday podcast question of the week. And today we have producer Alexis back with us. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, see when she speaks, it just brings like a different presence and peace. <laughs> no, it's not abrupt, pod. you know. Yeah, right? <laughs> we love you, Stanton. We love Stanton. <laughs> Stanton's been getting a little more freedom too. He oh, starts yeah, like see it. explaining it and talking into it, the comfortability. <laughs> got throwing my jab once. Come in on, a while. Alexis, what you got for us today? Okay, so the question today says in reference to John chapter thirteen, verses fourteen through fifteen where Jesus tells us to wash one another's feet and do just as he has done. What does that mean for me today as a follower of Jesus? I've always thought it just meant to humbly serve one another as the needs arise, but I want to see if you have anything else to add to that. Awesome. You're in the hot seat. I am on the hot seat. You're up first. All right. And then I'll back clean up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we've we talked about this throughout the year, but man, uh, really, I, I remember telling my team we have to lead with a towel. 
Um, and, and that's what leadership is. It's getting ready to, to bend that knee and wash the disciples and wash our disciples feet, uh, our community's feet, um, our, our neighbor's feet, you know, and however that looks like. And you, you brought two weeks ago, as you mentioned this scripture, you brought, uh, you, you, you highlighted certain people in the, in our church that do certain roles that may not be in the limelight like others. And, uh, but they are serving and, um, and wiping the feet of our church, yeah. you know, uh, with that, their leadership. And I think that was a beautiful way of really defining that. Uh, washing feet is just all, all encompassing. It's everything that you can do to be a representative of Christ uh, in the way that you speak, in the way that you go, uh, where your feet go, where your hands uh, take you uh, or do. And it's everything. It encompasses your entire being. You know, what can I do to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this surrounding, in this opportunity, in this moment, with these group of people, in the sphere that, that I'm in, um, influences that I carry? Uh, that is that is always the question that you lead with every single day of your life. How can I lead? How can I serve um, and, and really carry that example uh, of Christ? And so it's all encompassing, man. It's everything. It's everything. It's from your decision making to to your actions to just every approach that you make. I will uh, I will just add this real quick because that was that was spot on um, for the person who wrote this and, and brought this in. Uh, as we talked about, and even we will see in the book of Acts, there God does have processes. Yeah, you know. So when He tells His disciples go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts of the earth. There's a process, right? There's a beginning point, and then there's a goal. He tells his disciples to wash one another's feet first. Mm. So we take that passage, as we've said, and we immediately go, well, where can I go outside of the body of Christ, and who needs me to serve them and wash their feet today? When ultimately he told them to do it first, which I believe is the hardest. It's so much easier to go find someone else we don't know and have no attachment to and serve them because whether they accept it or reject it, we can walk away and not have an attachment. Yeah. It's much it's harder yeah. when you're attached to people to truly serve them. Yeah. The other thing you just consistently said was lead. And I think that's, that's a key factor that you are leading with the heart of servanthood. Yeah. And you don't take the response of let me sit back and wait till someone offers me the opportunity to, to lead to serve. I look proactively for moments yeah. to become a servant leader. And I, and I think about this real quick, um, as a visual example, when you go to Disney, if for those we're in Disney world, we're, we're in Orlando. Um, if you will notice, or if you'll look around, I've been enough that my eyes go everywhere else. Cause I pay attention to detail. The managers, not the normal workers, the managers only walking around with their walkie talkies always have that, that trash, picker prong mm. thing in their hand. And I asked someone who worked there, not the employee standing next to them that may be taking the trash out of the trash cans, not the employee next to them. They may be, you know, doing something else. It's the managers. They are to visibly walk around with these trash pickers in their hands, these, these prong things. Yeah. And they themselves are to pick up trash when they see it. And I always think it's a visible way of saying they lead first. If the manager above you does this everywhere they go and they carry the trash picker with their hands all the way around, it's always in their hand, then they're telling their employees below them or beneath them, you must do this as well, but I have to start. Yeah. 
And we have to do that as a husband, a wife, a mother, father, yeah. an employee, a boss, a coach, whatever. We got to lead with it. That's super good. That so yeah, well, no, so. I I would say, too, to add on to what you said, because that was, was, was really good. Um, serving is a decision. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a feeling. You can't, you, you know, to to be led by it as a feeling, you're never going to want to serve. You're just never going to want to do it. And, and that's the reality of it. You have to decide every single day, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to show um, this act of love towards you. It's a, it's a, it's an active decision that you're making every single day, whether you feel like it or not. And, yep. and that's something that I think a lot of people need to understand that, that you, you, you may not like feel like serving today, but it's a decision that and a commitment you made before Christ to say, I'm going to, I'm going to do it no matter how I feel and whatever condition that I'm in. Uh, there's only two things that we really, I think I heard this said uh, a while back ago. There's two things we can con- we can control. We can control whether how, what we how we love and how we serve, right? Like those are the things that we can do. And and you may not have other things to give, but you can give. You can you can love and you can serve. And so, yeah. great stuff. Let's go. Good. Let's dive in. We are at the end of the life of Jesus. Oh man! In within the context of the scriptures. Yeah. For those that are with us or listening or you're watching for the first time or someone has shared this with you, we have been going through the story of God. We started in Genesis on January 1st. We're going to end in Revelation. And so we're not hitting every story and every teaching and every chapter and every book. So we've spent about six weeks going through the story form of the life of Jesus. And now we've come to the end of it, the ascension. You know, and you did such a great job, you know, really just kind of giving us that final picture. What we've learned is there's the mission, the message, and the miracles of Jesus. We have read and discovered, you know, not only that Jesus is a fulfillment of God's promise and plan. um, We've looked at the crucifixion and death. Uh, We know that he defeated death and the resurrection. And now we have this moment where Jesus is, has risen from the dead and he doesn't immediately go to be with his father. You would use the word go to heaven, right? But hopefully we're beginning to maybe understand that a little bit differently than we do. He sticks around, the scriptures tells us, for 40 days. And I think there's some significance in that. Explain. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I to me, and I, I, I started with this, this story, right? Because every, every great story is just like there's pieces to it. And it just felt to me like... With this story that we have begun with Jesus, right? You, you, you see his death, you see his resurrection, and uh, and and you kind of want to put a exclamation point on that, right? And 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 it seems that way, but it also just seems like there isn't just there's still unfinished business, and 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 that's the question that I I asked the church: Why would Jesus spend another forty days here on Earth? You know, if if this story is really complete, uh, which it is, you know, Jesus has has won. He has defeated the enemy. Uh, but why is it that there is just this still continuation with him being still there um, and 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 doing what he's done, showing up here and showing up there in these forty days? It just it it feels. It feels unfinished to me. It feels like there is still some work to be done. And my biggest thing, I would say the biggest question that I posed on Sunday was when Jesus is, he's, he has resurrected, for me, 
we know him to be a rabbi, but a rabbi's question is always, can they do what I do? That's kind of the ultimate goal. That's the prize that a rabbi is, 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 is looking to obtain with his disciples. Can they do what I do? And it just seemed to me like Jesus is still answering that question, right? You know, spending another 40 days, can they do what I do? And, um, and, and that's where we, you know, I, 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 you know you, I've really, you've rubbed it off on me to really just be that nerd in the scriptures and study, but we talked about it last week and the, 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 the sacred scripture talking about the number 40. And, uh, and I wanted to know why 40 days, right? Why not, not 10? Why not 20? Why 40? And 40 has a lot of significance in scripture, uh, but the number 40 signifies new life, new growth, transformation, and a change. And this is where I, I, I really wanted to hone in, a change from one great task to another great task, right? Yep. So that's, the, that's where you were taking us because that's really, as you said, we're getting, we're getting there, right? We're not yeah. in Revelation yet. But I think that what some people need to start to understand is that, and, and people, you know, as you're growing, hopefully spiritually maturing, you will understand this more and more. It wasn't all about heaven. We have gotten that wrong in Christianity. Christianity has been really, I would say, dumbed down, but simplified to the fact of you need Jesus so you can go to heaven one day when you die. And yet Jesus is showing us, no, I had a bigger, fuller picture, mm. right? Like you said, he could have gone to heaven. He has defeated death. You have resurrected from the dead. You have done everything God said in Genesis chapter three, go to heaven and, and then wait to come back and get us. But he does it because that's not at the moment, the end all piece of the story of Jesus. Mm. As you said, he has 40 days he sticks around because now something different, not different, something more has to be taught. Yeah. And as we know, and we'll get there kind of this Sunday, yeah. it's not just what can they do what I do. It's as if Jesus knows they're going to need something to do what I do. Mm. So before I leave, I've got to make sure that that arrives. I have to reassure them. Right? So I that's a little teaser for next them. week, right? But, but... <laughs> But you were really smack yeah. dab in the Great Commission. I was. And yeah. I want everyone to know, I came to you and I said, I want you to teach this. Yeah. You know, and, and so we let everybody on the staff and on the pastors kind of just speak in. Give me that, give me that. But I came to you because I have seen your growth and your spiritual walk really just take a new trajectory this year. And I knew that week in and week out of being on this podcast, learning the nuances and really walking through these stories every single week for 41 weeks up yeah. until this episode, you know, before this, you have been learning and seeing this bigger picture. Yeah. And I was like, listen, you get it. You understand Jesus had a mission. And part of that mission was to make disciples. Yeah. And I want to talk about that with you today. And this is kind of like the exclamation point on the discipleship process. Yeah. That people don't get. Don't. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, he, he you know, the the ascension. You know, I, I was as I was studying, I'm like, all right, I know, you know, the ascension is just him going up, but there was also so much tied to that, right? Like he just couldn't be finished after 
after this. There, there was something that he needed to reassure his disciples and get ready for. And, and like you said, man, I've had the privilege to really sit and, and, and really be at, at, at your side, Chad's side, PJ's side, in this never-ending story um, through the 41 weeks. And, um, and it's just been, it's been, it's been me just bite after bite, you know, taking it in and learning the kingdom of God. And that is what Jesus is really doing here in these 40 days. He's continuing to, to share with them and teach them what the kingdom of God is. But not only that, it's a, there's, there's this preparation for a greater mission that's about to take place. There's a preparation for, for, for someone that may be coming that they are going to need, right? And because it's going to help propel them to this greater mission. And I asked the church, and I said, what, what mission are we really talking about here? What is it that Jesus is, needs to communicate in these 40 days with his disciples? And it's simple. And we've heard this time and time again. It's the Great Commission, right? It's the Great Commission of Christ. And, and throughout Scripture and throughout these last several weeks, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, they, they all have this commissioned by Jesus, right? This, these, 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 these things that he wants them to do. And, 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 but, but there's something unique about Matthew 28 and why it's the Great Commission. Why is it the Great Commission, right? And I, I wanted to study a little bit more on that. And, and, and the Greek word behind that was uh, mephetes, uh, Mephetes, and, and the Hebrew word is Talmudim, and we've been reading, uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus, and we've understood that that is, that is what it is to be a disciple, is to be a disciple, and, and, and Jesus was really trying to help them understand that, listen, now you have received, you have seen, you have, you have seen me do this, you have heard me do these things, now the question is, can you do what you have seen me do and teach, right? That is the rabbi's question to them because it's, it's about student replication. I want to be able to replicate myself. I want to be able to give them everything they need so that they can go and be, make disciples and do something great in this place and revolutionize history. So let's, let's, let's lay that foundation yeah. for a moment. You know, for those that are listening, we're in Matthew 28, yeah. which we understand in within the church language that we use as the great commission. But what it tells us in verse 16 is now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. Yeah. Judas is no more at this moment. So there's not 12 yeah. to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when he saw them, they worshiped him, but some doubted that's crazy, right? Like we don't have time to unpack that, but here they still are trying it's to figure crazy, this out at it's the, crazy. till the very end. Yeah. So we're back to last week. You're never going to have every piece of the puzzle. Never. It's okay. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Mm. Right? And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so what, what you are doing Sunday, what we want to do here is we want to make sure that people understand that the goal of not only the disciples of Jesus, the goal of Jesus himself in calling 12 disciples was that they would go out and make more disciples. So what we have to get to is a point where we see ourselves as disciples. 
Yeah. And I'll let you explain what that looks like in just a second. But there's so many people, they want to use all different terminology. I'm a follower. I'm a believer. I like, you know, um, I'm a Christian. Like everybody has their own terminology. At the end of the day, shed all the terminology away. The root of all the questions and the root of all the terminology is, are you trying to be a disciple of Jesus the Messiah. Yeah. This is what we call the graduation ceremony for the disciples, right? You've seen me do it. It's almost like a college student. College student hears the professor, obtains their knowledge, sees them do certain things within the semester. And then as they do this throughout their two to four years of college, now it's, it's the question, now can you do what you've grown, you know, what you have disciplined yourself these last two to four years. Uh, can you do that now? Go out and do that. Now you put in the work, right? Because you've seen me. So this is their graduation ceremony, man. It's, yeah. it's, 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 I never saw it like that, but it was, it was amazing too. We know a rabbi would say, come follow me. Yeah. If he thought they could do what he does, yeah. then he would teach them. They would observe, they would learn from him. And ultimately his, his goal is get to a point where he says, go do what I do. Yeah. And they have done it for three years. So they've been in a three-year school, university with Jesus. Discipleship Eating with him, watching him, <laughs> observing him, traveling with him. Yeah, they've gotten something none of us will ever get, right? At the same time, Jesus is molding and shaping them. Yeah. All their faults, all their failures, all their confusion, all their doubts. They're doubting up until this moment. It's insane. Peter, wash my head, hands, and feet, but then I'm going to deny you. Like, like we see this ping pong game, and that makes it relatable to us, right? Because yeah. we feel that struggle. But they understood what Talmudin, the a disciple, was. And, and you said Sunday, a disciple is to come under the rule of God in your decision making and to consistently apply that across every area of your life. A disciple is a visible verbal follower of Christ who is progressively learning yeah. to live all of life under the lordship of Jesus. So disciples are growing. Yeah. They're progressing They're as they learn and they progress and you more of God is revealed to you. You must be making adjustments and shifts and changes. You are to always be changing as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. If you're a disciple. Yeah. And, and I just, it blew my mind, man. I didn't mention a lot on this. We didn't, we didn't talk a lot on Sunday about this, but it's crazy to me how he's commissioning them to do what he's done, but yet there's still doubt in the air. Right. And, and, and for me, man, I just, I want, I want somebody here in, 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 in the podcast, if you're listening, I want you to know, man, that it's okay to doubt sometimes. Just don't let that doubt dictate where you're going to go, you know, um, because here we, we see it clearly, these, these, these disciples, and, and we find out in, in 1 Corinthians that another uh, 500 people were gathered, over 500 people were gathered with him, but there's doubt in the air. There's doubt in the air. And it's like, man, you know what? Like, it's all right. Like, doubt is, is, is something that you, you can overcome through faith, right? It, doubt is something that, that is part of the process of faith, of creating that faith, of building that faith. And so I just want somebody to, to really be able to understand that, 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 that it, you are commissioned 
And yes, there will be some doubt. There will be some fear. But don't let that be what dictates you from fulfilling what God is calling you to fulfill. That's really good. Yeah, man. You know? I, I, I just I didn't I didn't hone in a lot on that because, you know, there's <laughs> there's so much yeah. uh, here that we could break down. That's but what the pod's for. That's right? what the that's- pod's Oh, we did four, this. man. You, you, know. you, you used the word doubt. And I think that's a great moment to kind of unpack for those that are listening. that are like, I'm trying to understand this. Yeah. So there was, cause we have our doubts. You yeah. know, you have people like, who is Jesus? Why does he get to call the shots? Yeah. Why, why does he get to make the rules? Why, why do people think they have to listen to this guy? But they were doing that then, not just the disciples, but all those around him. Because yeah. one of the things in the great commission, Jesus says, all authority yeah. is has been given to me. And for a rabbi to to be able to do what he did, to interpret the scriptures and present them and teach them and create a Talmudim, a school of disciples, authority had to be transferred to you. Yeah. It's much like, uh, in some ways, when we ordained you, right? We were letting people know with the elders and other pastors and the laying on of hands and the praying over you, we are commissioning you to have the authority to lead and shepherd as a pastor, right? And not exactly the same, but that's that's maybe a, a decent example yeah. for someone trying to think mm-hmm. through it. A, a rabbi had to have another rabbi at some point lay their hands on them and anoint them and, and give them authority. We agree you have the authority to go teach the scriptures. Yeah. And all throughout the scriptures, they're wrestling with Jesus. Where does he get this authority? So Matthew chapter 7, it ends the, the Sermon on the Mount uh, with they were astonished. The crowd is astonished at his teaching. Why? They've never heard it like this before. No one can out-teach Jesus, right? Yeah. No one can. No one. Um, and what as one who had authority. So there's that. They're not saying he did. He taught so well as if he did. Where did it come from? The, 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 the Pharisees come back, and in his final week, they ask him, where did you get your authority? Where has this come from that you think you have the authority to turn around and teach people, have a school of disciples? And that's a big part of this because Jesus in the commission is saying, all authority has been given to me. It's crazy, yeah. And we know now, if you study it right, that moment was happening when he was baptized by John the Baptist. When God opened up the heavens, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the spirit of God descended upon him. That was the moment he was getting all authority from heaven to go do what he does. He didn't need man to lay his, their hands on him and give him authority. He had the very presence of God being placed upon him yeah. to be given his authority in that. Yeah, and because of that, Jesus says, hey, all authority is mine, right? I have it. I have defeated death. I have defeated the grave. And now I want to make duplicates. I want... I want duplicates of my authority. I'm commissioning you guys to go out and do what I am doing because I'm, 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 I'm authorizing it. I'm duplicating. I'm the, I'm, I'm the master copy here and you guys are the duplicates now, but you still are of me. You still represent me. Right? So, and, and I, I've referenced this a ton of times, man, with sitting at the feet of Jesus. Love that book. I think it's really 
changed a lot of my outlook outlook on scripture uh, in a good way, just seeing deeper context, well, not deeper, but a different perspective, some of the Jewish culture, uh, which really brings to life the scripture a little bit more for me. But I love what the author said. Uh, they said she said, they understood Jesus as Savior and Son of God, believing his atoning death and resurrection. Vital as these beliefs are to our faith, many of us still do not realize that there's more to Christianity than assenting to a creed. We are also called to be in daily living relationship with Rabbi Jesus, becoming his Talmudim, his disciples, and then sharing our lives with others so that they too can become disciples. That's the ultimate thing. But I love what she says here in the end. To emphasize salvation and neglect discipleship is to miss the point of why Jesus came to earth and lived as a rabbi. You, 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 it's, if you don't, you, you're totally neglecting why Jesus even came. If you, all you're doing is just emphasizing salvation, but not allowing that salvation to be transferred and to be shown and to be delivered to the communities around you and the people in your sphere. I heard a, I heard a great quote. It said, you're either making disciples or making excuses. Which one are you doing? <laughs> you know, like... There's just no flat-out way. And so faith alone in Christ, it gives you that eternal life. We know that. But becoming a visible verbal follower, as we've spoken earlier about, of Christ brings eternal life into your daily life. It it brings the full experience of this ride, right? It brings it, man. It doesn't give you part of the ride. The full experience of the ride of faith and the ride of salvation in Christ is, it, part of it is being able to share the good news, being able to uh, disciple others. You're missing out on a chunk of, 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 of what it is to experience eternal life in your daily life if that's not what you're doing on a consistent basis. When uh, we think about Christianity, yeah, the goal for us as pastors has been to get people to move from their creeds yeah to a conviction of life. You know, what we want people to do is realize when you claim to be Catholic, Baptist, Episcopal, Pentecostal, Assemblies of God, we don't care, right? We care about are you willing to come sit at the feet of Jesus and learn as a disciple of him? Because when you do, it's going to change and transform you. As it's changing and transforming you and you're learning and you're growing and you're spiritually maturing, your ultimate desire should then be to start looking around and going, who am I transferring this to? Who am I sharing this with? You cannot say that it's only a creed that you claim to follow. And you cannot say that it's a private thing that is just for you. My faith is just for me. It's for no one else. And I'm just learning to love Jesus and I'm loving his word and I'm growing in this. We are called to be disciples. Therefore, go make disciples. This is a ripple effect and a replication. And so as we would say, Discipleship process starts first with us. The the very next set of disciples we should be trying to duplicate it in are our children in our home. So for the people that say, I don't want to press this upon my kids, I don't want to teach this to my kids, I want them to just no, that's not discipleship. That's not that's not 
great parenting. Deuteronomy chapter six, these commands I give to you today, write them on the door frames of your house. Talk about them when you're at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you wake up, it's supposed to be in you. That's the beauty of watching you. You've become so comfortable in being able to share this in a new and fresh way. And you did that on Sunday and you've been doing it week by week in the podcast because you're absorbing this. And I tell people when you're really being a disciple, you are truly like a sponge. And if you take a sponge and you just literally just immerse it in a bowl of water and you bring it back out and you hold it, it takes just a little bit of pressure just a little bit. If it's just, you know, sop and wet for that water to just come out of the sponge, right? You don't have to squeeze it and wring it. You just give it a little bit of pressure and the water comes because it has been absorbed and immersed in it. And a disciple is to immerse themselves in the, the kingdom way of Jesus in such a way that just a little bit of just rubbing up against you or knocking into you it overflows and it has started to overflow out of you. That is one of the reasons I was like, Hey, you take this Sunday, but it's, it's what needs to happen to us in our marriages, in our kids. And then to our friends and family, you cannot claim to have the good news, the great news of Jesus, the savior of the world with a gift of eternal life, but this new kingdom life that he offers the best way and go, it's just for me. Yeah some of the greatest moments of my life and growth moments in my Christian faith have been through through, through being a part of someone else's life transformation through 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 either just just speaking the gospel uh you know cold, kind of cold call style or uh, or a friend or just a situation that just occurred and really brought either families together and we were able to connect and see God work in them that way. But those are those growth moments. Um, I think of it like, like, like the super Mario game, right? When you hit a certain, um, emblem right it grows you into this big super Mario (laughs) and now you're, it, it just, you, you start to just, you can battle anything. Like you can go through all things. Like I feel like that's what, uh, that's what it does when when you see someone's salvation come to their family, come to their home, uh, transformation in someone else's life, and you're a part of that. It, it does that. It has that effect. You're, there is so, such a substantial growth in your faith. It, it's unexplainable, you know, and, and I think that many people, and as I shared earlier, we're, because you have not experienced that, you uh there there's only a so much of a lid that you that you have you're capped because you you need to experience what it is to bring others under the lordship of Jesus Christ just as you have been uh it, you said it man your faith cannot be private it needs to be public and 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 I went ahead and shared you know what that commission was that Jesus was 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 so uh, eager to share, right? In the 40 days that he was uh, just sharing the, these instructions with his disciples, it's like, what is he trying to say here? There, there's three things he's trying to say. He's saying go, he's saying baptize, and he's saying teach. Like that is what I'm asking all of you to do. And and for some people in the church, they think that this is just a pastoral thing. This is everyone. This is a personal commandment. 
This is God telling each and every one of us, you all have this upon you that I'm giving you. What are you going to do with what I've given you? What are you going to do with what you've observed and seen me do? How are you going to utilize that in your life? How are you going to make an impact, man? I have, a fr- I have a friend who grew up in Catholicism, and he would say, your church is so different. I went to the Catholic church. The priest did everything. He said, you guys ask us to serve and to go on missions trips. He goes, we were just to give our money and then just sit there and take communion and, you know, sometimes come and, and go into the confessional booth and let him, you know, help us find penitence of our, of our sins, right? And I said, that's because there's a difference in religion and a relationship. Mm-hmm. Jesus called us into a relationship. You only knew a religion. This is not just incumbent upon me and you. This is incumbent upon all of us. And as you said, not only did the rabbi have a process to make a disciple, come, follow me, watch me, then go do what I do. He gives us processes. He gave them the process for the tabernacle. He gave them the process for the sacrifices. He gave them for the process for the the priestly, you know, Aaron and his sons to go before God in the presence of God. He gives us the process always. God implemented his own process for his own son to be sacrificed to overcome death for the sins of the world. Then he says, here's your process. Go, go where I send you, when I send you, how I send you, baptize. So for those that are like, I don't want to be baptized yet. Why? Right? Why? First of all, Jesus did it. (laughs) Secondly, it's part of scripture, a commandment. Um, Third, it's part of your walk in Christ. It's your visible proclamation to the world you have chosen to follow Jesus. It also, now we kind of have a different picture, right? Paul, Peter said, wash all of me. Jesus said, if you don't let me wash you, you got no part of me, right? So baptism should mean something deeper to us. And then he says, teach. So don't just go out and baptize people. And that's where I think for a while, even the church started to miss the mark because it didn't get to completion. It was go into the world, share the good news, get as many people as we can to say a prayer, get them baptized. Let's check them off and count them as a new convert. But there's no teaching. There's no discipleship. Discipleship, yeah. And Jesus said, I want, I, I need the whole thing to happen. I yeah. need people to hear the good news. I need them to receive salvation to my son, Jesus. I want them to be baptized and proclaim it. And then I want them to be taught. He says, everything I taught you to the disciples, you go and teach somebody else. That's true. Man, I, I, I think about as you're saying that, like I just recently started learning how to golf. And uh, for me, it's just been super intriguing. Like, I never thought I would enjoy golfing. Like, never in my life. But I, I, I had a moment where I'm like, man, a lot of my team, some of these guys love to go golfing. So, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to uh, have this moment with them. I, I don't want to because I don't, I don't relate with this sport. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to play it. I don't, I don't know if I like it even. I, don't, I know I don't like watching it. <laughs> so... But you know what? I'm going to do it to, to, because this is bigger than just that. It's, it's, it's team building. It's, it's so much more, right? And, and all of a sudden, I leave the, the golf course, and I'm like, not only did we have a great moment together, not only did we team build, not only did we bond together, I kind of am really liking this sport. And so, but, but for me, it's like I can't 
if, if I'm going to like something, I can't just watch YouTube videos. I can't just hear it from somebody. I can't just put on the clothes. I have to go out to the field to fully immerse myself in the experience of that sport in order to, to see the, the fullness of it, in order to experience what others are experiencing that love the game, that want to be a part of the game. And that's the same way, man. If in order for us to just to 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 fully embrace and share that uh, with other or, or or to share the gospel, we when we do it, that is the fullness of what it is to be immersed in Christ and to be given and to be given that authority. You begin to see things that you never experienced. You begin to 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 see change within you, and and you know as you said, man, it's it's go, it's baptize, it's teach. You know, for many people, yeah, you know, they, they may be in that angle of, of not being baptized. But for those that have been, you know, I brought it up on Sunday, but it's not necessarily means to get wet. It, 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 what it means is, is, is to be identified as a believer, right? Go and be identified. How does, do people see you? How do they experience you? Uh, when they're in your presence, what 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 is it? What impact do you leave? Right? I mentioned on Sunday how a wedding ring. Right? I'm a married man, but the wedding ring doesn't marry me. But it 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 it, it doesn't marry me. But it it shows that I am married. Right? It identifies me as a married person, and 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 so the same way. It's like this. Faith, how does it identifying you as a believer? And so for those of you that are hearing us, man, like if you're in the medical field, you're, you're just not a doctor. You are God's representative in the medical field. For those that are in a, a collegiate sport or you're a professional, you're just not uh, an athlete. You are God's representative here on earth on the field. Right. And so that goes across all spectrums, all careers, everything. You are to be identifiable before God, before the people that are around you, that they know, hey, this is this is a believer. If I went to your job today. Right. And said, hey, did you know uh, this individual is a believer of Christ? What would they say? Right. Would they say, "Uh, yeah, I know that. How do you know that? Oh, because of how they live, the decisions they make. Um, just there's something different about them. Or would they say, no, I, I actually did not know that they were a believer, right? It, it, and, and, and so you need to be identified in Christ. Uh, and that, that's what Jesus is saying, man. Like, Here's a thought in all of this. Jesus could have, after the resurrection, gone straight to heaven. But he didn't because it wasn't the exclamation. It wasn't. He 40 more days, then he puts the exclamation point on it. There are many of us that think that baptism is the exclamation. Mm. I was christened as a child, confirmed, or I got baptized in the church, and we think that's the exclamation point. And then we walk away, and we don't allow ourselves to be taught yeah. anymore, and we don't allow it to to infiltrate our life and be seen visibly past that moment. So it's like, it's become a check. I said the prayer. I did the baptism. I'm good. I'm on my way to heaven. 
And that is not what discipleship is. Discipleship is that was my moment to be marked, right? I am now, like you said, I am now identifying that this is what I am. Now I spend the rest of my life being discipled. And here's the reality for all of our listeners, for every parent, for everyone watching, you are being discipled by something. Yeah. That's the reality. You are a disciple of something and you've always been. Maybe that was a good thing. Maybe like you said, you're an athlete or you're a doctor or you're a teacher. You got discipled into that craft or that, that trade or that skill, whatever it was. However, beware of this. You're also being discipled by entertainment, by entertainers, by the movie industry. So this is back to what you watch, what you listen to, where you go, what you allow you to be entertained with. It is discipling you. This is why when we say, hey, we would not, we would not put a stamp of approval to see this movie or to participate in this thing, or to go to this place, because we know it is giving you, is discipling you with an ideology, or your children, that you are going to have to try to disciple them out of, right? The problem with Israel, we can take you out of Egypt, but can we take Egypt out of you? What you don't want to do as a parent, or as a person, is spend the first 10 years of your life claiming to follow Jesus, being discipled by the world, and then now we're trying to disciple the, the ways of the world that you've fallen in love with out of you to get you back on track, correct? Right. You're always discipled by something, and you have to understand that today. You can be discipled by the Master and the Messiah, Jesus, or the world and the enemy, they're coming, and they're going to pipe feed you an ideology to get you off track from God as much as they can. The ending of this is beautiful because for all of those going, I don't know if I can do this. Good. None of us did. Right. And none of us do. There's always those moments in those days, but the ending of the great commission, Jesus says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So this is why it's called the commission. That's right. Cause it's not a solo endeavor. No, it's not. It's a continue. And, we won't go too much because we don't want to reiterate what, what happened on Sunday, but it's a continuation of the story, right? It's, 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 you see, the age hasn't ended yet. And so what does that mean for us, right? We know the 11 disciples were there, the over 500 people were there, but then Jesus specifies, and behold, I am with you always to the end of age. The age has not ended yet, ended yet. so guess what? We're a part of this story. We are a part of the continuation of God's story. And so that, that is where we get to choose. Do we want to be a part of this or not? I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago, we talked about that, where Peter was at a, at a fork on the road. I can be a part of this story or I, I can be out of it. One decision is going to make that happen, which one I take. And, 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 and that's how it is with us. You either a part of this story or you're not. And, and, and God's leaving it in your hands. And God has chosen us to be representatives uh, and commissioned us to be representatives of this world to bring light into this darkness. The reality is, man, that without the ascension, right, there would be no great commission and there would be no promise of the Holy Spirit. And that is what you're saying here today, that we are commissioned, meaning co, what does that mean? The Holy Spirit is with us. It's partnering with us to help us. You're not alone in doing this. 
So the fear that you face in, in speaking to someone, you know, in the grocery store, that's a natural feeling, a natural inclination. You, you know, if you're an introvert, you don't want, you know, you're not built that way, right? And, and, but the Holy Spirit is there to assure you that you don't have to worry about the words. He'll guide you with that. He'll guide you within the direction that you face. The beauty of this, this specific command that Jesus is giving us is that we get to create it how we want. He didn't say, I need you to do it this way or do it that way. So knowing your personality, knowing your skill set, knowing the influences that you're surrounded by, knowing all of this, that God has placed you in, 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 in a field, in an area, Use that. Use that to fulfill the Great Commission. I, I, I don't know how it will look, but you be the one to create something out of it. But know that he's, com- he's co with you. He is partnering with you in however that looks like because there is no details behind that. And so I can fulfill this how I can with what God's given me and the gifts that I have. And what's the mission? The mission is to make disciples. So you're, cold, you're, you're co-opt with the Holy Spirit to make disciples here on earth. Ooh, see, this is, this is why I let you sit in that seat sometimes. <laughs> and I would go, say this, man. listen, the beauty of this and the never-ending story of God, because we are learning that there's a thread and a scope yeah. to the whole thing. Yes. It all connects and it all makes sense. First, for those that are listening and watching Hear what was just stated. You are being invited by the Son of God yeah. to be on mission with him. Yes. It's an invitation. The commission is an invitation to be a part of the work of God. That has been there from the very beginning. God made man in his image. They were to be image bearers to the world. They had a vocation, a spiritual vocation, that whatever they did, wherever they went, the world will know that he alone is God. And now Jesus comes back and says, I think you can do what I do. But guess what? You don't have to try to figure it out by yourself. I will give you the power and strength to do it. Just come learn, come learn, come learn, come sit at my feet, come be discipled, come absorb as much as you can. And as I fill you and as I, as you grow and as you spiritually mature, I'm going to empower you to go do it. I, you can do what I do, but come do it with me. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. And we're invited into this. It's the truth, man. And I know, I know so many people that don't share the good news of Jesus because of their, 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 um, there's a, there's no confidence in them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if there's anything I can tell you is again, the, the Holy Spirit is commissioned is co with co-opting with you. So don't worry about that. But listen, you don't have an excuse either because you've been given 41 weeks of scripture of knowledge, of a story that never ends, right? And God's given you even more in your testimony, right? Everyone has a testimony that they can share, that they can say, hey, this is my story of my redemptive moment that God has given me. This is what I have to offer. No one can deny me of this because this is what I've been through. That's your story, man. And so for me, it's like, I I, I love this and and we'll, we'll cap this up here in a little bit, but we're not called to make converts. Our job is the task of disciple making. If we're not making disciples, why are we even here? 
why are we here? And you have to ask yourself that question. Am I making disciples? And listen, for many of us, as you said, we're discipled by something, but a lot of us are also building things that will not last forever. And I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus returns, you're not bringing your riches. You're not bringing your wealth. You're not bringing your popularity, your influence. You're not bringing any of that with you. You know what you are bringing? People. Yeah. People. The people that you had a chance to impact, that were in your sphere, that were in your field. All those people had the opportunity to know Jesus because of you. So let's make that happen. How are you fulfilling the Great Commission in your life? The more you learn, yeah. the more you're responsible with. Whew. That's it. That is episode 42 in a nutshell. And uh, well done, my friend. It has been That's awesome good, watching man. you grow and and just just the trajectory you're on and what you're doing and how God is using you. And so for all those that have been listening and watching our prayer and our desires that this, we don't want this to inspire you. Yeah. That's cool. We want this to help shape you and we want you to be on mission for Jesus. It is not about uh, the amount of people in seats. It's about the amount of people on mission. So we don't look to fill buildings every Sunday. That's part of discipleship, gathering with the body of Christ. But we want people gathering to learn and be shaped and then going on mission for Jesus, being discipled and making disciples. And so for all of you that have been listening and watching, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, on X, on TikTok, uh, on Facebook. You can watch the videos on YouTube. You can like them, share them, subscribe to them. And then those questions, get them rolling in. Uh, you can, you can DM us on Instagram. You can email us post at gmail.com. We would love to maybe bring those into the PSPQ. We have 10 episodes remaining. One of them might be live recorded on a Sunday evening for all those local as well. As some merch. It has taken almost a year. Might be in the way as well. Let's go. So we are getting there. We are growing. We are looking to cap off year one in an awesome way yeah. for all things year two Let's go. as we get ready. So for all of you, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the Post Sunday Podcast presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. Till next time, grace and peace to all of you.